0: Welcome to Barbershop Talk Tuesdays here on the Dayton Tolbert Show I am your host, Dayton Tolbert uh, You know, I, I thank everyone for being here with me this evening We're going to do something a little bit different than you guys are normally used to um, Obviously last night was Advice Mondays where we, you know, we took all your questions, all your topics, all your um, You know, just we, it was a really good show, a lot of, lot of different things that we talked about uh, Tonight is going to be a little bit more focused Uh, A little bit more serious, you know, we had some fun last night We talked about exotic vacations and, you know, things that, you know, people deal with when they're out of town And away with their friends And it's actually going to tie into tonight a little bit uh, in regards to the people you surround yourself with Tonight's show is a barbershop edition uh, where we're going to have the fellas My man Lewis is here, James is here with me tonight and we're going to be discussing um, actually a, a scripture, uh, a biblical verse that is very special to me. Uh, a scripture that is very—it's there's a lot to be said about it. And that scripture is Psalms one, verses one through three. Okay, and that's the, obviously the the we mentioned it last night. We talked a little bit about it. The direction that we were going to go in today and. Where were the, the the direction that we're going to go with it The approach we're going to take is What do you stand for Okay, what are you rooted in You know, obviously, you know, this show Is, is you know, biblically based I'm a Christian, many of you are Christians uh, The the group, the Friends of the Daydance Holbert Show Is a Christian-based group You know, we talk about real issues But, you know, from a Christian perspective And so, in doing that They're often going to be uh, obstacles They're going to be roadblocks They're going to, There's going to be opposition And so when you Face those things When you face those uh, temptations When you face those obstacles from the enemy It's going to be Extremely important to be rooted In faith Because otherwise there's going to be The opportunity to be to, to stray There's going to be the opportunity To be you know, blown to the side you know, over in the Midwest, there's a lot of tornadoes and things. You know, you're finding out who earn their money in, in architecture and in construction because the buildings and the structures that are firmly planted, firmly rooted, and structurally intact, those are the the the, the you know the buildings that are most likely still standing. All right, but if if the 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 workmanship was shabby, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to work out too well, and and that's kind of how. Uh, your, our, many of our Christian walks is, or just the Christian walk as a whole is. So we want to just talk a little bit about, you know, what do you stand for? Uh, what are you rooted in? The Bible speaks a lot about, you know, uh, the things that we delight ourselves in You know what I mean? Like, what are we delighting ourselves? And I actually posted this this exact question on Facebook Are you rooted in the Word? Or in the world, so like I said, we're gonna switch it up a little bit. You know, although I shouldn't really say that because it's yes, it's different from what you're normally used to, but it's it's where we're going as a show. This is this is more so what's important. This is really you know wh- where we need to focus on. You know what I mean? So I'm excited about it. You guys are uh, welcome to call in tonight six four six two zero 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 three six six with any. Uh, questions or comments or feedback or testimonies or whatever you want to share, we can uh, go ahead and get it in, man. Let me go ahead and introduce my panel this evening. Uh, my man Lewis is here, definitely a strong Christian brother out here, man, in the world, uh, living his life for Christ, trying to, you know, just, you know, make it the best way he can out there, just like we all are. Lewis, man, how are you this evening? Hey, Dadaan. Thanks again for inviting me to the show. I look forward to getting into
1: this tonight. I think. My well, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for helping me to be here and see another Tuesday, and I'm really excited about tonight's topic. I'm looking forward to getting into it because, I mean, in today's world, it's it's like it's hard to tell the difference between Christians and and people who are living in the world. It's getting harder and harder. So, uh, for those of you all who are listening, um, if you're listening and, and and listening to these discussions, then. You know, we we're talking about something, and and you feel some kind of way about it, and you start to feel guilty, or it's kind of bothering you. Um, that's what that is. Is if if you've accepted Christ, I mean that's the Holy Spirit is just just trying to point something out to you. And if you haven't accepted Him, you know it's it's Christ trying to draw you to Him. But don't turn the show off. Don't tune it out. Don't don't uh, get defensive. I mean, when the show is over, with just come to him and say, hey, Lord, you know, I felt some kind of way about some of the things that were said today. What can I do? And he'll help you out. And then one other thing they don't said about temptation. I mean, sometimes I think people think that, you know, once you accept Christ that Satan is just going to kick back and say, oh, well, you know, I don't need to mess with them anymore. I'll go find somebody else. But, hey, that's when he kicks it in the overdrive. And, you know, he sends temptations your way. I mean, because he can't take your soul, but he can certainly take your happiness. And he'll try to tempt you and send temptations your way and make your life miserable. So, hopefully, today
0: um, these things we
1: discuss will just,
0: the, the people will take it to heart. Yeah, great. Excellent points, Lewis. I mean, that's really what it's about is is staying, you know, standing firm in your beliefs when it gets tough. Because, and just to kind of, I use this analogy in, in many of my counseling sessions. Here's the thing picture. You know, your walk with God, your walk with Christ, you're climbing up a ladder, all right? That's what you're doing. You're, you're climbing rung by rung by rung by rung. A- as you're climbing closer to God, that means you're getting higher up off the ground. You're getting closer to heaven, if you will, right? So, the pro- which is great. You know, that's what we all aspire to do. And a lot of times you'll find yourself in this groove, you know what I mean? A nice little group where everything is going well, you're just making progress and you know, going higher and higher and higher and higher. But then all of a sudden, you know what I mean, the devil he doesn't that doesn't mean he left you. It just means that he's watching you. As well as everybody else. You're being watched. So as you get higher up off the ground, there that's when he decides to attack you. The reason why he's not attacking you when you are not even on the ladder yet, or not even that higher up, you know, closer to God, is because he wants to wait until you get to a certain point and then knock you down because the higher you get, obviously, the harder the fall, the longer the fall. Why knock you down when you're not really that high up? And so a lot of people that I'm working with, as we get closer and closer and closer towards that goal, you know, next thing they feel like they're being attacked. But that's only because you're getting higher up and closer to God. And so Satan sees that so he really wants to destroy you. He wants that fall to not just hurt you, but he wants to destroy you. Which is really what we're gonna talk and you know and the, the you know the focus of tonight's show is really going to be talking about the many ways the tactics that he will use to destroy you. So that's what we're gonna be talking about tonight. Again, six four six two zero 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 three six six. If you guys have any type of uh, thoughts or, or questions or testimonies or feedback or whatever you have, I know Courtney. I gave Courtney the night off the, uh, tonight, but I do see her here on the uh, on the uh, in the queue. Courtney, what's going on with you this evening?
2: Hey, I just wanted to stop in and say hello um, and listen in on the show. I'm just very excited um, just to hear about it because I mean that's something that I can identify um with just just feeling just attacked and um just you know living for Christ and just experiencing those those attacks so I'm excited
0: I'm excited too. I see you got the live thread going on over in the friends group. Shout out to everybody who you know who listens in live and uh, you know comments in there. That's the a lot of people say you know ask it, where's the chat room. And that's the chat room. The chat room is the live thread. That's where the that's where you know by the end of tonight's show it'll be 800 comments or whatever it is. So go ahead and add yourselves over there. You know participate or just kind of chill and listen privately. You know I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Whatever the Lord calls you guys to do and you know, makes you feel most comfortable. One thing that I will say is that, see, this topic was not, I wasn't supposed to be doing this. I'm not even supposed to be live tonight. You you know what I'm saying? We were live last night. Sometimes I usually take a night off the night after. But I was in, um, I told you guys yesterday, I was in barbershop. We do a barbershop Bible study. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Men's fellowship type of thing where I get my hair cut, and uh, it's like once a month, and like, this was it. You know what I'm saying? Like, one guy was was supposed to discuss uh, Psalms 1 or, you know, verse 1. Another guy did verse 2. And I, you know, prepared a little something to do verse 3. But, when I you know, I'm just listening to the other brothers sharing, man, like old head brothers, you know, like, you know, people my age. And I'm just listening. Like, wow, this is some deep stuff right here. And so, excuse me, right then and there, God told me, he was like, yo, I don't know what you planned on talking about tomorrow night. But this is what you you know you need to reach you know you need to reach the masses with this topic. This is something that the world needs to hear. So I said, cool. You know, I scrapped the topic or we, you know pushed that back or whatever we decided we were going to talk about, and um, decided to get into uh, this tonight. So that's the that's the plan. That's the how it came about. So sometimes it's just about being obedient. Sometimes it's about just doing things that you may not even want to do. One brother, he was saying that um this, the devil tried to attack him. Older older brother, he was like. Uh, He was on his way to the Bible study You know what I'm saying He was there He left there You know, drove all the way past the shop Went home Parked his car Turned the car off But then something told him Yo, you're supposed to be there He got, you know Didn't get out of his car Started his car back up And went, you know, back to the Bible study And got there on time You know what I'm saying And that's that's just a great example of um, some things that we all may struggle with you know personally through temptation the devil telling us not to do certain things not to not to show up and um that's pretty much how, pretty much how it goes james is also with me tonight shout out to marv he was supposed to be here tonight he's a little under the weather go ahead and wish him a, you know get well soon or whatever it is hit him up uh but james is here with me tonight james how are you this evening Hey, Don.
1: um pleasure to be here tonight man uh, shout out to louis man you got a great topic uh, I definitely look
0: forward to getting into it, man, yeah, man so um, you know we can go ahead and jump right into it, man. Have you previously been familiar with Psalms three and just the whole concept of just what do you stand for, what are you rooted in?
1: uh you know what I'm very familiar with the scripture man that's a it's an excellent book to read an excellent psalms in general is a excellent book to meditate on um I usually use some of the the- uh the psalms as a as a guide to you know my morning prayer. And, um, I love the topic of the show because um, you're bringing up a very important point um that god's word is is very important to a christian's life, and it's actually uh, absolutely important to our victory because, like you said earlier man we're we're in warfare here man the Bible says that uh Satan comes to steal kill and destroy, and people need to realize, man, that every day we're fighting the battle, man, we're fighting the battle to live pure to live holy. And
0: to do whatever God has called us to do, man Right And let me just tell you all this You know, one thing about me Like, you know, and I even told the guys this last night You know, even though I had something prepared You know, that my barber Ron, shout out to him He, You know, he asked me to prepare something But I told people, I, I mean, you guys know I'm just a regular guy, you know what I mean? I'm no minister, I'm no preacher You know what I'm saying, I'm just a real guy Who does real things and gives real advice From a biblical perspective uh, I don't claim to be uh, you know, the most uh, biblically, you know, some type of biblical scholar or anything like that. I just love Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? He's blessed me. Uh, he's brought me out of some things. And, um, you know, I feel like it's my job, my duty, my obligation to do what I'm doing. That's it. And, and I think that and I'm, I'm sharing that with you guys because I know that many of you out there have ex- even personally expressed to me, like, yo, you know, I'm not, I feel uncomfortable posting biblical scriptures. I feel uncomfortable speaking publicly, and that's okay because I did too. You know what I'm saying? This show is not always biblically based. You know, in fact it was the opposite. And so it's it's kind of like riding a bike though. You know, the 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 you know, you will always be uncomfortable at first. But the more you do it, the more you stick with it, the easier it gets, the more comfortable you get, you know, you get with it. And then it, after a while, it actually becomes fun. But you can't get to that point without stepping out of your comfort zone first. And so I just wanted to share that with you because it's um, you know, it's really a great place and we we'll, we actually we'll talk a little bit about what it means to be in that great place or to delight yourself in the Lord. One of the, and I'll go I want to start tonight's show off by actually reading the scripture in which we're talking about tonight because it's it's actually very deep, deeper than, like, I wasn't like James. I, I you know, I did not uh, study this, you know, in detail. I was, you know, I'd heard it here and there, but I wasn't, like, you know, really super familiar with the ins and outs of it. And, you know, and I'm still learning, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be honest with you. And so, as I learn a lot of this stuff, you guys are going to learn as well, just because I'm, I'm, like, hype about it. Like, I'm passionate about it. So, and this is one of those scriptures. It says, um, again, this is Psalms 1. Verses, and you might—I'm just being honest. You guys might want to just have a Bible open or or handy, or get your little Google, you know, uh, bar ready, and just you know look at these things, because we're going to be referring back to certain verses, or you know what I mean, uh, throughout the show. So it may may be a good idea. But uh, Psalms one, one through three says, "Blessed is the one, or blessed is the man who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners." Uh, Or stand in the way that sinners take Or sit in the company of mockers But whose delight is in the law of the Lord And who meditates on his law day and night That person is like a tree planted by streams of water Which yields its fruit in season And whose whose leaf does not wither Whatever they do prospers and this is a that's a classic classic uh, scripture right there. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. All right, t- th- this is the choice we're talking about. This verse one and two speak of the choice. All right, you can either walk with the wicked. All right, and for many of you know exactly what that means. What you know, because like you, you know, we talked about the other night. Some people have their sinful friends, your friends of the world, and then you got your church friends. You know what I'm saying? You, you separate them. You have a get together. One is for the church people. One is for the worldly people. You know how it goes. You know what I'm saying? But it, it says blessed is the one. So you making you have a choice, but only one choice is going to lead to you being blessed. That's why it says blessed is the one who does not walk with the the wicked and does not take the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. You can't chill, meaning what does this mean? What is this talking about? Now, we're going to hear what the fellow's got to say, but this is like I'm hype about this stuff because a lot of us sit in the company of mockers. Well, what's a mocker? What does the Bible mean by that? Well, a mocker is, is not? I mean, you could take it in the literal sense, someone who makes a mockery of Christianity. You're talking about, like, your Beyonce's, your Jay-Z's, you know, people who are passionate about making a mockery. But on a more just everyday level, just people who delight themselves in the world. The people who, you know, you might say, yo, what's up? You're going to church. Oh, I ain't into no church. I don't, I don't do no religion. I ain't into religion. I'm spiritual. I, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? They always got something to say about church folk. Or church people Or the establishment of church oh, I ain't giving my money to the, you know, no pastor So he can be driving a Range Rover dah, dah, dah. Like that's making a mockery Of the establishment of church And if you're chilling with people If you're sitting in the company of mockers Well then you're just as bad as the wicked You know what I'm saying? This is this is deep stuff right here Lewis, man, what, what do you think about that verse? verse 1? And, Adon, you're on point with that, especially when you
1: started getting down with uh, talking about having two sets of friends. I said, okay, don't breaking it down. You know, this is not, you know, people see the word and they just think it's, you know, it's just something of religious people and all that stuff. No, this is, applies to every day. I mean, because, you know, what you have to understand, especially I'll say this to the ladies that all the principles that Adon teaches, and especially when he talked about, um, you know, the result of this is being blessed. Uh, you can hear those principles uh, that on shares on his show. But see this is this is this is the basis of it. If you're not if you're not following what we're discussing tonight, if you're uh one of these people that um is like what Daydon is talking about, that you know, that's not really serious about your relationship with Christ, then don't expect anything that is discussed on the show to really take root. So this is some good stuff, especially these first two of these verses, because I'm telling you especially about the two sets of friends. I mean, the church friend and the friends
0: that don't take Christ seriously. I mean, you can't rock the fence on that. This is, this is just excellent stuff, excellent. Right, man. I'm excited about this. I'm I'm hype about this stuff, man. Uh, James, what are your thoughts on, on just just verse one and, and two, really, because we're going to get into three a little bit later.
1: You know what man great comments um definitely some great comments man i um i one of my favorite authors said one time, if you really want know um if you really want to know about a person look at the look at the company they keep look at the people that they keep close to them and um this scripture that that first verse is very clear that there's a path that only sinners take, and you know we as christians we 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 have to be careful." You know, not only of the the music we listen to, the company we keep, the advice that we take, we have to be careful. Um, we have to be we have to make sure that we're honest with ourselves and, and really being true to ourselves and asking the, asking the question: Is my life pleasing to God? Is the path that I'm taking the path that God wants me to take? And the only way that we're going to be able to be honest with ourselves is by getting in this Word, man. And this is a the, the first verse is a great verse because it's challenging us to not only look at the company that we keep and look at the people that we're around, but it's challenging, challenging us to look at the path that we're taking, you know, and you don't want to be a Christian that's taking the path of sinners.
0: Right. Yeah, you, you you don't. Um, because it, here's the funniest thing about it is that it's a, that actually is very oxymoronic because a, a Christian is a follower of Christ. So if you're taking the path of sinners, that means you are following the path that sinners have laid, which kind of defeats the purpose of saying I'm a Christian because how can you follow Christ if you're following a path that's sinners? That's why you you can't do both. That's why it says you can't serve two masters. Either you'll love one or hate the other. You know what I mean? Like it's impossible to do. And the interesting thing about it is with me personally, that's something that I can relate to. Because, you you know, you hear these stories that I share and, you know, I give advice from a, a biblical perspective and counseling from, you know, from personal experience because that's what I've lived. I've been that guy out there in the club and stringing women along and having with benefits. So that's why I can help women not be, you know, not deal with those things. But the interesting thing about it is that even when I was living that lifestyle, right, I was never really comfortable. I was never really comfortable with the lifestyle. I was never really comfortable with the people around me who were also living that lifestyle. And and it, it, maybe someone out there can relate, but it is, you know, when you become a Christian, you know, it's weird. You, you are going to be opposite of the world, meaning you're not going to be accepted by the world. In fact, the Bible actually says, I don't have the verse in front of me, but it says, if you are accepted of the world... And loved by the world and love worldly things Well then you're doing something wrong Because you shouldn't be loved by the world You know what I mean? Because the world is evil And when you are a Christian I mean I'm talking about a true Christian A true follower of Christ The world is going to perceive you as being weird Or uh, as the Bible calls it, uh, peculiar And so that is why your coworkers don't like you Courtney and I talk about this all the time That's why the people hate on you That's why you're not Mr. or Mrs. Popularity, but that's okay. You don't have to be. It might seem like I'm super popular, but I'm really not. You know what I'm saying? I surround myself with with true Christian people. And so there's a reason why the the lurkers and the haters and the psychos, they come out of the woodwork and and say different things. There's a reason for that. It's it's not because I'm Mr. Popularity. Let me just ask you a question. Just this, this out of curiosity, this, is there anybody out there who see you see me get into it with certain people and the haters and the weirdos? Like, do you guys think that's how it used to be back in the day? It, you know, There there were no haters back in the day. I didn't have haters back in the day. In fact, I was Mr. Popularity. Some of you may remember, I, I partied, my my 30th birthday party, something like that, maybe 31, I partied with, you know, Jamie Foxx, Diddy, Boris Cujo, like VIP section with all those guys. That's what, I mean, you can look through my Facebook album and see that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I I mean, I didn't have to deal with any of this stuff. It wasn't until this show took a different direction that all the the weird stuff started happening, the the psychos and the the technical difficulties and, you know what I'm saying, all this stuff that you guys see. Now, that's because of a choice that was made. Now, I don't regret that because, as the uh, word says, it says, Blessed See you can't have it both ways You can't have the friends And the the fame And the fortune And the money But you still want to be blessed Because it says Blessed is the one Who does not Walk in step with the wicked Or stand in the way That sinners take Or sit in the company of mockers So you really Like I said You have a choice to make Do you want to be blessed Or do you want to be popular Do you want to have friends I mean and I'm not saying You can't have friends being a Christian, because you can, but it's not going to be the same type of friendship that it that it was before. Courtney, what do you think about that? I see you in the host queue. What, any, can you, is that? anything you can relate to?
2: Yeah. I mean, just not, um, not having the same friends that I did. I mean, now living for Christ is totally different. You know, it's totally different in a good way. Um, like I went from having people, I was, you know, in the club and hanging out with people every weekend, people that weren't even my real friends, but just had, you know, um, a click. And then now, you know, and I'm living for Christ. It's like those people that I probably would have hung out with, I I don't even relate to anymore. I don't relate to them at all. And so that's good, though, because that means I'm doing the right thing because I'm not in the world anymore. Right.
0: Right, and what happened? That's, I mean, that's what it is. I have the same story. When I was clubbing, I see some calls. On, I'm gonna go to the line in, in a few seconds. When I was clubbing, though, there are people who I used to hang out with every day or every weekend who I haven't seen since I stopped clubbing. I'm just being, i mean, there, you know—it's no beef or no problem, but I mean, it's just—you know—that's not me anymore. There's not the same things to talk about. There's not the same things to do, and that—and I'm just doing this show so that you guys can understand that that's okay. That's not a problem. You understand, in fact it's a good thing because it means you are moving closer to God. You can't take everybody with you. You know what I'm saying? You can't. You know, some some people, you know, they'll meet you at that point, you know, but other people it's just not meant for you to take that journey with. My homie Osha was one of those people. I, you know, he we're going to be doing the show in a couple weeks. He's going to be here. Um but he came. To, he made that choice early on in his life, earlier than me. So when I was clubbing, when I was partying, like so we, you know, he was going. He was in the seminary. He was getting his masters in, you know, theology and all that good stuff. So we didn't have too much to talk about. I mean, we were still friends, still good friends, one of my best friends, but there wasn't too much to talk about. But now, you know, what I'm saying that I'm where he is. You know, spiritually, we can we can now have conversations on the same level. And that's where where you want to be. You want to surround yourself with people, not really, to be honest with you, I'm not even on his level, to be honest with you. He's a lot further in his walk than I am. But that's a good thing because it's important for you to never be the most spiritual, never be the most biblically knowledgeable in your circle. All right? Never the most emotionally available in your circle. You want to have people around you at all times who are further ahead than you are. My dad always told me back in the day, he said, uh, never be the smartest smartest in your crew. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you want to always be striving for, to be where they are and to even excel past them at some point. But you can never do that if you're always right at the forefront. So I want you to think about Lewis, any thoughts on that before we keep it moving? That's absolutely true.
1: I mean, because you know, the closer that I get to Christ, the more He's just a natural part of conversation. I mean, and when you're talking, when you're talking to people that you know or not don't really don't really care about Christ or have no desire to get closer to Him, you really don't have anything to talk about. I mean, you you want to tell when you know? Just Christ should just be, if you're trying to get closer to Him, when you talk, it's not. Trying to be religious, and you know some people are. You know, just trying to be holy when they're when they're not. I mean, just in regular conversation, he just is just natural part of him. He brought you through the day, um, he blessed you, and you can't talk that way around certain people. So you just you need, like you said, you need people that are all moving in the same direction. Um, especially, like you said, people who are even further than you are because they can encourage you and you can encourage them and you can learn from them and, and they can learn from you. Right. That
0: that's really what it's all about, you know, is is learning and evolving. James, any thoughts on that? Uh absolutely really great comments, fellas. I
1: um there's a scripture, first I think it's first John two fifteen that says, uh, to piggyback on what they don't it says, it says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If any one loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them, and so, um, you know to me, I take that verse as <clears throat> like you said earlier, man, when you become a Christian and when you really start living for Christ, you are not going to be accepted, you're not going to be accepted like you were before, and I can remember you know I became a Christian at twenty two twenty three right out of college, and I was the first Christian in my family man man i, mean, I you know I have you know I had a rough family. And I was the first one to come to Christ. And, man, I had family members that hated on me. I had friends that disappeared out of nowhere, man. And, and, and the crazy thing is when you're truly living for Christ, and when you're truly in love with Christ and you're truly dedicated to Christ, people are not going to be comfortable around you. And it won't be something that, it won't be from the things that you say. It'll be the lifestyle. It'll be the change that they see in you. And not everyone will be comfortable around you. And so if you're the type of person that is used to having people always around you, patting you on the back, if you're the type of person that, you know, that people are comfortable around you in that mess, then you might want to check out your, your walk because people that are, that are truly living for Christ, they're not going to have other people that, that are going to be comfortable around them. You're going to be different. You're going to stand out. You're not going to be like everybody else. And don't be afraid of
0: that. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, man. All these stories are exactly the same. In fact, I'm, I'm just every story here is it's going to be the same because it's the blueprint for being blessed that has been set before us right here in First Psalms. Is is the blueprint. That's why, you know, uh, Ebony, shout out to Ebony. She said, uh, it's on Facebook in the group. She says, it seems like the closer my relationship gets with God, the less friends I have. Has anyone experienced the same thing? I mean, what she just what she experienced and is experiencing is the same thing James just described. It's the same thing that's going on in my family. You know what I'm saying? I mean, ex- family, extended family, friends. Like he said, people are not going to be comfortable around you. And I, I could leave it there. I could leave it there, and I could move on to the next topic We can get into verse three. But it's deeper than that. And this isn't the show. We don't sugarcoat at all. But certainly, we're not going to sugarcoat on tonight's show because it's deeper than that. What's really going on? You say, "Well, okay, yeah, they're 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 uncomfortable, but why are they uncomfortable?" Well, I'll tell you why. Because if, if he's saying, "Hey, look, you know," I'm the only Christian here in my family And that's the same thing with me I'm, I'm the only Christian per se You know what I'm saying in, in my circle In my family So if You know And a lot of friends are not Christians In the truest sense of the, the word So when people when Like you know how it is, When you're not a Christian We got to make some people uncomfortable If you're not a Christian That means you're not a follower of Christ Right well, you know what John 3.16 says, you know, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that, you know what I'm saying, you guys know how that goes. And if you, it, the, those who believeth in him, right, shall not perish, but instead have everlasting life. Well, well, if you don't believe in him, well, then what does that mean? It means you're not going to have everlasting life. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means you're going to hell. Right, So if somebody feels as though, and they know the Bible, they know the scripture, these atheists, these non-believers, they know the scripture. They know the word. They know what the, what it means to not be a Christian. So that makes them uncomfortable just in general. That's a depressing way of being. If you know you could get hit by a car tomorrow and you don't know where you're going to spend eternity, you know that you're about, you know, you could possibly and very well are going to hell. You're not going to be a happy camper. You know, but so there, so that's going to be your general disposition of just unhappiness because you know what's going to happen eventually. But then imagine actually coming in contact with not just someone who believes, but on, on top of that, this person is throwing it in your face, meaning this person, and not even intentionally, but just being on fire for God. You know, I mean, imagine that. You not don't even believe and you are crying yourself to sleep because you, you know what's going to happen. Then you come in contact with a, a quote-unquote loved one who is just boasting about Jesus Christ. you got to wake up and see their Facebook post every day. That is going to make them uncomfortable, and it's going to make them uncomfortable around you. And then subsequently, it's going to cause them to hate on you. I have people in my family who I haven't had any problems with my whole life. All of a sudden, I start living for Christ. All of a sudden, I'm passionate about God. Now it's a problem. Now it's beef. Now they want, you know what I'm saying? Now we're not speaking. I wonder why. I wonder what that's all about. You know what I mean? And and that's okay because, you know what I'm saying, this is the blueprint. This is what's happening. This is how it goes. You know, it's kind of like the, and some people have to be cut off. They got to go. It's kind of like the analogy of, you know, if you're a, a drug addict, you know, if you're a, uh, an alcoholic, if you're a gambler, and your circle of friends are people you used to drink with, or get high with, or go to the casino with, well, if you want to move forward and, and really kick that habit, you want deliverance from that. Well, you gotta, you know, you've gotta let those people go, and you've gotta let those people stay in the past. You know what I'm saying? And that's, you know, those people might oh, oh oh, you changed. Well, guess what? You're right. I did change. The problem is you didn't. So I got to leave you alone. I got to leave you behind. If that's friends, so be it. If that's family, so be it. If that's a, a, a current boyfriend, a current girlfriend, so be it. These are all things that are, that are essential If you want success, let's go to the phone lines. I want to hear what some people have to say. 646-200-0366. See a couple calls here on the line. Uh, 313 area code. Welcome to Barbershop Talk Tuesdays.
3: Hello? Yes, hello. Hello?
0: Uh, Yes. Uh, Hey, you're on the air. Yeah, I'm sorry. My phone, I
3: was just making sure that I could hear you and you can hear me. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, uh I could totally, totally relate to um what you guys are saying. I'm kinda early in my walk with God so I I still have like habits that I need to let go of that I still kinda indulge in. But just the fact of me like changing my lifestyle and like praying more and getting to know God more and, you know, even posting statuses on Facebook about God, um, you know, it tends to be get a little bit lonely sometimes because, um, you know, people feel uncomfortable about it, like you said. And um, with me being young, I'm only 23, and um, I'm still in college or whatever, so a lot of my friends party a lot and, you know, indulge in, like, sex a lot and, you know, do all different types of experimentation with drugs and stuff like that, so um, sometimes I don't really know how to, like, deal with it because I don't really have a lot of friends around me, so I don't know, do I guess the biggest issue huh?
0: No, oh, no, go ahead, I'm sorry okay.
3: I guess the biggest issue for me is um finding other friends who are trying to do the same thing um, With me being so young Because a lot of times With you being under 25 Like people not really thinking About being saved They think they can do it Like later on in life Or whatever But I just made the choice Because I just got tired Of crying myself to sleep And like doing dumb stuff That I knew I was going to regret You know A couple days later Or whenever
0: mm, That's deep that's deep Do me a favor Let everybody know What area you're coming from And I'm about to tell you Exactly what to do
3: Um, I'm calling
0: from Detroit, Michigan Detroit, Michigan Let me I'm going to tell you Something real quick And, and I'm to, Actually I want to uh, Let you talk to Courtney Right You know in a few seconds But I want to tell you Something real quick and, and, and everybody else Because see what we're Talking about here Everybody can relate On some level She says she has Habits and bad You know things That she still indulges in Guess what we all do I do too, Courtney does, James does, Lewis does. I'm not perfect, far from it. You know what I mean? I do a talk show every night, but I'm not perfect. Trust me. You understand? So that that, that right there, you're not alone. And if I got to stand alone and say I, I can relate, that I, that's what it has to be. But I know for a fact that there's tons of people out there that can relate to you and what you're saying. So you're doing the right thing though, because. The 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 Bible says the key is to not live. We all are sinners, so the key isn't to not sin; it's to not live in unrepentant sin. Is because it's it's become kind of cliche ish, uh, you know, when they say, "Oh, well, God knows my heart." But the reality is, God does know your heart, and it's not a cliche. And so, if your heart is truly unrepentant. Like you know I mean sometimes you can sin and you really don't even feel bad about it but then if you the fact that you're calling into the show the fact that you are aware of the problem the fact that you want to change the fact that you want friends you know and you had to let people go and you don't want to do what they do God sees that he sees your heart and you're going to be okay you just got to stick with it and we can you know and and, and you got to replace those people with the positive individuals and I can tell you and I can tell anybody else and I, cuz I know God And there is, I I can 100% guarantee this. I promise you. Courtney knows this for a fact. I know this for a fact. There is no way anyone can ever cry themselves to sleep and cry out to God and say, God, I want friends. I want to leave this life alone. And I want friends who I can have. Who will see eye to eye with me In regards to where I'm trying to go with my life There is n- There will never be that prayer That will go unanswered I can promise you that But you've got to genuinely want it Now as far as friendship goes You know What, <clears throat> what What's what's my group called? My group is called The Friends Of the Day on Tolbert Show group Now that's sh- that this, this group is not Just here For people who like the show Okay The group I mean obviously people will hopefully listen to the show But if you notice the people in there who comment on the regular, and, who, and really who stay there, they stay there because they love Jesus Christ, and they live a lifestyle that it, they want to please God. They, they, we are all friends. It's family. So what I'm saying, in short, sure not to be you know, not to be the dead horse, but if you don't have friends or anybody out there feels like they don't have friends, you have friends now. You know, that's everyone in there will be your friend because. Every morning, back in the day when I first started the group, I was the only one that posted scriptures every day. Y'all yeah, know how it started. I I started that. But now, you log in every morning, it's 5 to 10 to 15 different people posting scriptures first thing in the morning, which I love. And I'm reposting all of them. You know what I'm saying? That's That's how, that's, you know, what are people doing right now? I'm not talking about right now on a Tuesday night. I'm talking about this time of night on a Saturday night people are listening to the show. People, on Friday night, that's their lifestyle. What do they do on Sunday morning? Glorifying God first thing in the morning, getting up and going to church. So, yeah, you may be over in California. You may be in Detroit. You may be in Atlanta. You may be in London, England listening right now. But you still have friends. You might be alone in your city. You might be alone where you are right now. But you're not alone. All you got to do is log in through your phone, log in, and you got about 3,000 friends. Who all feel how, you know? Who feel how you feel? I'm just saying, Courtney. You know, you already know, Courtney. This is, this is you know, confirmation right here. There are people out there in other parts of the world, other parts of the country, who are going through what you went through, what I went through, and what many other people are going through. Anything? What do you want to say to her about friendship specifically?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I first I do want to thank her for calling. I really appreciated her her calling. It's something I could relate to. Just I went through the same exact thing verbatim. Like you know, just feeling tired of the friends and. You know, they just wanted to party and just living that lifestyle, I just got tired of it. And I was like her, too. I felt like, oh, because I'm young, you know, people are, it's no one um, that's going to be, you know, trying to live for Christ at my age. That's something that happens when you get older and you mature. And I just want to let her know age has absolutely nothing to do with it. There are so many young Saved people out there You just have to take that step And remove the negative people To be introduced to the good people But there are great young saved people That are just like you You know who are Living for Christ and are on the right track. You don't have to stay in a situation with these friends and you're not happy because it's only it's not it's not going to get better. It's actually going to get worse if you stay in that situation. So just remove them. I I just say do it without any fear and you know because you can't have faith and fear at the same time. So you just have to trust God and He will definitely send those people to you because He He sent some great people my way and I'm so happy that I trusted Him and took that. Step so,
0: yeah, that's what I'd say. That's 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 great advice, Courtney. That's excellent advice because we can all relate. It's not. Listen, guys, I'm telling you, this is not. This is like it's not a matter of if, it's when. It's when will you feel lonely? Because very few people have the same friends that they now that they're saved that they do when they were you know living in the world. Most of us were not always saved. I mean, nobody was always saved. You know what I mean? So there's gonna be a point where you where you are going to hit that place of loneliness. I was there, Courtney was there, you know, James, Lewis, I mean, uh, Ebony, this young woman. I mean every every Christian in their adult lives gets that to that point at some some place. If you haven't, then you're probably not living for God. You know what I'm saying? You've got to really self reflect. So, um listen to this advice, uh set up some private counseling sessions with me uh, and specifically in your situation, I would even advise you to reach out to Courtney at Courtney at TRCToday.com. dot com. She's a great friend to to women all over the world. Okay, she I mean she's like she can reach women in a way that I can't even just from a sisterly perspective, which is why she's basically running the each woman group. The each woman group. Let me just tell you, one one morning, um, God placed on my heart, hey, look, you know, you, you counsel women all over the world. I mean, literally, when I say that, I'm not exaggerating, I'm talking about literally all over the world, Nigeria, England, United Kingdom, things like that, every state, you know what I mean, pretty much. And so there are a lot of people that I personally speak to and know for a fact are going through the exact same things that other people in various parts of the world are. So I say, wait a minute, why don't I put something together where everybody can, where women specifically can interact with each other for this exact purpose? Like, you're in Detroit, you might want a friend in, in, in Atlanta who's going through the exact same thing as you, you know? Courtney has become friends with and linked people up with people across the country who are now very good friends. So that's how it goes, you know? But you've got you've to gotta genuinely want it, and you've got to reach out for it. So, but yeah, great. Uh, I'm glad you called in, you know, keep listening to the show. Courtney, great thing about her, she actually... You know, like I said, I told her, you know, take the night off. You know, you just chill, but you see what she's doing. I mean, it's like, what else are you going to be doing? You know what I'm saying? What, are you going to the club, watching Love and Hip Hop? What could anybody be doing right now that's more productive than, than this, talking about the Lord, the Lord, glorifying the Lord, helping people? You know what I'm saying? Like, there are things we could be doing, but this is what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, Lewis, anything you want to just add to that real quick?
1: Oh, I I completely agree with everything because, you know, you're not alone on being feeling alone. You know, I, I can definitely uh, co-sign with that. But one thing um, about what you were saying about when you noticed all your friends and all of that, that's a good thing because that means that Christ is working with you because when you start opening yourself to Christ, you start to see how you can, you can see dirt. I mean, it's it's amazing that when you're down in it and you're living that lifestyle, you don't see it. I mean, you just, I mean, you may feel bad about some things, but you, you're just down there in it. But when you start turning to Christ and you accept what he did for you, you become aware of sin. You become aware of, you know, the things being wrong. And it sounds like you are definitely aware. And like Data was saying, you know, you have to have a heart of repentance. Repentance is not, you know, how just keep doing it you don't feel any guilt. I mean we all have things like he was saying hey I got things I'm I I struggle with we all have things we struggle with so you know you you sound like you have a repentant heart that you're at the very least you're aware of things that you're working on and it sounds to me like um he already started answering your prayers because like they said now you got linked to some friends so just keep don't give up I mean just it's good that you're aware of that you need to move forward past where you are in Christ he he'll never leave you. He's not gonna just leave you stranded out there. He's with you and he will definitely lead you to some friends
0: and he'll be a friend himself to you. Mm, there it is right there. This is it. Let me I want to keep it moving right now. I want to go to the uh let's see one more call on the line. Then I really want to explore deeper verses two and and then uh verses three. Um and you know, like I said we're just talking tonight. If you want to share something, phone lines are open all night long, six four six Two zero 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 three six six. Hit the number one on your keypad. The young woman said, "She said, I'm, she said, I'm tired of crying myself to sleep. You know, I know she's not the only one who can relate to that. You know, her testimony, I know for a fact, is already blessing people. <clears throat> you know, so if you have a similar testimony or similar, uh, you're feeling in a similar way, you know, share that. Don't don't sit on it. You know, I, I you know, this is. I told you, I'm supposed to be chilling tonight." I was live last night till midnight. I was counting people all day, but you know this is what we're supposed to be doing tonight. So it's a blessing. Um, But yeah, let's uh, let's go back to the phone lines real quick. See a couple calls popped up. Uh, Let's see, call from the 302 area code. Welcome to the Data on show. I can't
3: remember. It's been so long since I've been
0: here. Why? I like the
4: too (laughs)
0: Oh, man they they having a, their own little conversation going on, but uh give us a call back if you uh you know had something to say, but I see a, another call here from the nine five four area code. Welcome to the Day Tolbert show.
2: Hey, day hey guys, I was just calling just i don't I'm just so excited to hear of you know going deeper into the word and. Hearing the the young lady call in about her testimony, I just, I I feel like, I don't know if anybody else knows, but I I feel like I see a shift in the show, although, like you said, your show was always awesome, but I'm just excited that we're getting more into the word, and I just wanted to say thank you to everyone, um, the men on the panel, and and Courtney, because you always make time for, you know, women, black women, and I just really, really appreciate all of you. Thank you.
0: Well, I appreciate you for just listening and for the call. Uh, let everybody know where you're calling in from. Florida. Florida. Well, I appreciate the call. Um, I appreciate the support because you know, as we all know, it, it gets lonely out here. You know, it's weird. The the devil, and like I said, that show on the devil is is coming up. This is not that show. That you know, we're going to do a show specifically on the enemy. And the tactics that he uses, and what we're talking about tonight, is one of them. Is you know, is loneliness, is uh, unacceptance, and, and sometimes even you know, being ostracized, you know, or, or seeming like we're because we're never ostracized, you know what I mean, in the sense of that the truest sense of the word. But sometimes that's how he makes us feel, and those are the lies that Satan tells us. So um, you know, I appreciate the support because just hearing uh, support and hearing. Positive feedback energizes me uh, It gives me confirmation it, it, you know, it's just great You know what I mean? So I keep those calls coming Keep the letters coming Keep the threads going I, Listen guys, I save everything I save everything These these long, just so y'all know These long 800 comment threads 200 comment threads Whatever it ends up being I save that stuff I have a folder So one day when I'm old and gray I'm going to look back and be like Wow you know what I'm saying? With a smile, like, okay, these are people who who you know support and show love because we live in a world of negativity. And so, every you know, I'm just saying, keep it coming. Let's uh let's go back to the phone line. See a call from the two four zero area code. Welcome to the Daton Tolbert show.
1: Hey Daton, this is Randy from the
0: group. Oh, Randy, what's up, man?
1: Hey, not so much. Um, you guys are having an interesting um talk show about the people. Don't have unsafe friends and safe friends.
0: Absolutely. Um, Sometimes
1: I feel like that the same. I feel
0: like that um, sometimes. Like sometimes I feel like I'm alone. Somebody told me that I'm not alone, you know. Right. Absolutely, man. You're you're never alone, you know. Right. I appreciate you, man. Anything else you want to say?
1: Um, No. I'm just on the call line and
0: share my thoughts. Cool. That's it, man. That's that, Sometimes that's all it is. Listen, even if y'all just want to call in and say what's up, that's it. Like, just give me a call. Because this is this, you know, that song, ironically, that song by Michael Jackson is probably my favorite Michael Jackson song. You know, a lot of people like all the different stuff, like the fast stuff. That's my favorite Michael Jackson song. You were not alone. Now, obviously, that's not a gospel song, but I'm just saying, you know, and that's the, the you guys get the point of it, though. Even though you may feel alone Or maybe it is a gospel song Who knows what was going on through Mike's head at that point But you know what I'm saying God is there Certainly But there are people in other parts of the world The Bible even says And I'm going to paraphrase No temptation that you will ever fa- face Is exclusive to just you It's not something that other people In all parts of the world have not relate, Cannot relate to Y'all know that scripture and and that's how it goes. These scriptures are all placed there for a specific purpose to encourage you. These callers are placed to encourage us. These these uh, people in the group, I told you all a couple weeks ago, everybody is there for a reason. It's amazing that everyone sees it's, that. It's crazy. I didn't, let me just tell you something real quick. I did not, when I created the group, I didn't put out an advertisement and say, Christ, calling all Christians, Calling all people who believe in God, calling all people who are passionate about speaking out against evil in society, you know, please add yourselves to this group. I never did that. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Everyone who's in there is there because God placed them there. We all, nobody knew each other. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So, and it's kind of the answer to the prayers for people who feel like they're alone. It's like, no, there are people there who can relate to what you're going through, who were placed there specifically for you. It's not a coincidence that Courtney and Tamara are now friends. Courtney and Ebony are now friends. You're listening to someone, and, and, you know, Randy's calling in, Lewis, and is at Alabama. James, you know what I'm saying? Like, me. We're all from different parts. I didn't know James. I didn't know Marv. We're from the same, I didn't know him. I didn't know Lewis. I mean, where did Lewis even come from? Where did James come from? These were blessings to tell me, hey, you're not alone. You don't have to be the only Christian man out there. Because that's how I felt at first. And that's how I was at first when I first started this whole thing. I didn't. There was nobody that was doing what I was doing. But now it's like, and I, I would even do the show telling you guys that. And now all of a sudden, barbershop talk is filled with strong Christian men. That's a blessing. James, any thoughts on that, man? Fantastic
1: comment, Daton. Man, I, um, you know, to the to both of the callers, especially the first lady, the young lady, the twenty three year old man. I'm so proud that she called in. I could you could hear the sincerity on her voice. Um, like you said, man, we've all been there. We are all in that place. Even as a you know a thirty one year old man, there, I go through times where where, you know, I, I do face loneliness. You know, I do. I go through times where it seems like I'm the only one that's living for Christ. And, you know, during those times, you know, I, I just remember what God's word says. God is faithful. And And it seems like if you just, you know, if you just open up your heart and you share your concerns and you share your loneliness with God, he is always faithful to place somebody in your life that will be a blessing to you. And I look back over my life, I look back over the years that I was, you know, the last ten years that I've been a Christian, and it seems like at the times where I needed friends the most, God has placed people in my life. He's placed brothers in my life that have been there to encourage me. And they haven't always stayed around, but it just seems like at that particular moment God placed somebody in my life to be a blessing to me. And um one other thing I wanna to say today, young lady and to many people out here, Sometimes God uses lonely seasons, lonely times to work on us, and He sometimes He use those lonely times to get us to go out there and reach for people and I think that's what a lot of christians are 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 not doing and not understanding is that if you're lonely, get out here, start going out and handing out church cards and contacts and inviting people out to church. You'll be amazed at the people that that you talk to that have never been approached, never been invited, never heard about Christ. And if you just get out here and start looking to be a blessing, you'll be amazed at the people that God brings into your life.
0: It's, it's Listen, I, I can co-sign everything that, that James just said. Every, it's a ama- When you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. And that's what it is. You know, that's what I did. That's what happened with me. There was a period of my life a couple of years ago where I was just lonely, okay? Obviously, I had my wife. I, my, I mean, but I'm talking about on, like, a, a different level, like on a, a friendship level. You know what I'm saying? It was like, and then just even on family, like I said, a lot of families started acting weird and distancing themselves and, and doing different things, hating, you know, people I've known my whole life. Just, you know, I mean, some of you guys support me more than people have been in my life my my whole life. You know what I mean? But calling themselves family and different things like that. But that's neither here nor there. But what I, what I want to say to y'all is there were family members. My grandma passed. You know, my aunt passed. Two people I was very close to. Um, there was a time where even professionally, Gerald, you know, he left the show. There were some things that he was doing professionally. So shout out to him. Just, you know, it was time for him to move on. Uh, so that that left the void. You know, I didn't know what direction the show was going to go in. Um you know, my, my one of my good friends, one of my best friends, people someone who I felt closest to. My friend Virgil was murdered. You know what I'm saying? Like there were a lot of different things. Like it was like back to back to back to back to back. Like everything happened at once, but I still persevered. And and now, you know, he replaced those people. I remember Lewis, it was amazing man and I never even told you this, Lewis, but you actually were one of the first people who appeared right after that time period. Right immediately after Virgil passed Some of you probably will have noticed The appearance of Lewis Almost immediately after Virgil was murdered I had no idea of Lewis He hadn't, he was nowhere He wasn't on my friends list He just kind of appeared right at that point And it was a pivotal point uh, for me and, and for the direction of this show And, and his contributions in, in the group Lewis were you even aware of that? Oh no I wasn't aware
1: of that Wow Yes, I mean, that's, thats i mean mean—that's—that's—that's that's, that's really amazing how Christ works. I mean, I, I really didn't realize that. Wow! I so all I can say it. That's—that's just—that's just really moving me right now. Wow!
0: It, it's deep. It, I'm trying to—it's—you know, there no way you could have known that. A lot of people, it, you know, wouldn't have known that. But that, I'm just—and I've never shared that. But specifically, you, it was like, we like every day, Virgil was just like there. He was calling into the show. He was co hosting the show. He was commenting on Facebook. Boom, 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 boom. He, you know, he passed. And then, like, literally, maybe like a week later or something like that, it was like, boom, the appearance of Lewis, who is, you know, as you guys know, gives the you know, some great advice and keeps it 100% real as well. So, just want to share these things. So, that I guess the overall point of this is that God will always fill that void. You just have to ask Him. But in some, you got to ask Him. But you also have to, as the scripture says, delight yourself in the Lord, not in the world. Let's keep it moving. because There's a lot that we want to talk about. And uh, this is, you know, a lot of the stuff, this is even stuff that I planned on talking about. But the show just is kind of taking on a life of its own, which is great. Great calls, great, great, you know, comments and topics and things like that. Um, one of the things that I, uh, another thing that I wanted to touch on is that uh, where it says, uh, delight yourself in the Lord is which which we were just talking about. When you delight yourself in the world, you'll be lost. All right, guys. See, the reality is that I was lost back in the day. All right, I I you know had I, I surrounded myself with the wrong people, not so good influences, alcohol, you know, women, you know, and that's I, I was lost. But it says, blessed are those that delight in the Lord and his word, meditate on his word day and night. You guys see that in there? It says, but those who delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on his law day and night, those are the ones that are going to be blessed. Well, what does that mean? What does it mean to meditate on his word day and night? Well, if you look at it, let's just look at the group. There are a lot of people who are clearly blessed because they meditate on their word. Look, look, just look at the group itself. What does it what does it look like? Well, you got people. You know, we, we we go wake up, boom. So many of you, and I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so happy because so many of you wake up, boom. Whether it's your your application on your phone, you're reading straight from the Bible. You're you're getting scriptures. I'm talking about powerful scriptures powerful. There's posts from Courtney and Aaron and so many other people, James Lewis, who post powerful scriptures that I want to post, and I just save them because, you know, a lot of these scriptures, I'm like, whoa, I'm going to post. Sometimes i post it right after you. Other times I'll put in a little, you know, I'll make a mental note, post, like repost that because it's powerful. This stuff is life-changing. And a lot of these these scriptures are, a lot of them are scriptures that people would not hear other than for you. A lot of people don't read the Bible. I didn't used to read the Bible, so if you don't log into your news feed and see some of these scriptures, well, how are they going to get? To, how are they ever going to hear about them? And that's that's why it's a blessing. So never let the devil tell you not to post something. Never say you're going to take a, a, a some time away from Facebook because that's I mean if don't do don't take time away from Facebook. Just change what you do on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be posting craziness. You don't got to be in the drama. You don't got to be scrolling through other people's pages doing the regular stuff because that's the type of stuff that will make you want to leave Facebook. But just change what you do. Post some scriptures because you never know who you're blessing. I've been blessed by scriptures posted by people who don't even know that they've blessed me. I've saved scriptures and decided to repost them later on by people who don't even know that I've done that. You know what I'm saying? So just think about it. Louis. is that anything that you can you can relate to?
1: I can absolutely relate to it because I, I remember when I first joined the group, um, I mean, I've had a relationship with Christ, but I wasn't one that, that posted. Anybody uh, on my friend list can scroll down, go back and back, and they'll reach a point where all I really posted is maybe, you know, sports and stuff like that. And, you know, I was, I was one of those that it really didn't post scriptures. It's not that I didn't have a relationship with Christ. I just, you know, I was self-conscious, but it was being in the group and seeing other people post that actually inspired me. And then first I started just posting in a group because I I knew, just like Daylon was saying, I knew that that was a, I knew there was a group of people where it, it could be accepted. But then, even after that, I started posting even on my own page, and that was the time, I'd never post to my Facebook friends because I mean I have crossovers but people that were just my facebook friends i would I would never post scriptures because I don't know what they're gonna think or, but then, just by being in the group, it was inspirational to me um, and now I don't have a problem with it. Uh, so I can definitely uh agree with that it's 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 definitely a blessing most
0: definitely Wow, let me just say that's crazy, Lewis, because I'll just be honest with you, man. you're viewed as a leader in the group you're and, and i I think I can speak for everybody. Who who knows you? I never knew that about you. I know. I guess I wasn't around to see you not post stuff like that, or just posting certain type of things. From what I could tell, it's just like you're like the trailblazer, and people were modeling their advice after you. And, and you know, and seeing the the thought, and even the images that you use to you know accentuate the points you were trying to make with the scripture. So I mean, don't ever let you know. You, it's, I'm glad that you you know you shared that. But I want you to know that, I mean, I can't even, you know, stress enough, you're being looked at now as being one of the best men that many women that I've counseled have ever met in their life. Do you realize that? Wow, that's
1: that's that's such a blessing to to be. I mean, I, I, I definitely never would, would view myself in such a way so that here, that, that that that's the way people feel that's i mean that that blesses me that that that's really a blessing to me i
0: mean it really is it hey man It's say men men or you know iron sharpens iron man and i want to you know sharpen you right on up because if the the devil will try to attack you and brothers like James and and brothers like Marv you know and Gerald Howard and you know all types of brothers out there from you know me from doing what we're supposed to do as men you know, he doesn't want us to be posting stuff. He doesn't want us to be looked at as leaders. He wants us to be followers. He wants us to be discouraged and to, to not do shows like this. You guys think this is easy for me? This isn't, I mean, you know, it's not easy. There are, you know, there's, there are, you know, uh, the enemy will tell me, oh, don't do that show. Just go ahead and do some advice, which is cool. We'll continue to do that. Don't get, Don't get me wrong, but this is important. This is more important than anything we'll talk about here on this show. You know what I mean? So, you know, continue to do what you're doing, Lewis. James, man, you too, man. Listen, don't think that this is not applicable to you. I'm, I don't, I'm not just saying this stuff. Listen, I've counseled hundreds of women, and you guys, I mean, so many women have told me specifically Wow, I mean barbershop talk I love the show, but like specifically barbershop talk is a blessing because I didn't know that there were men out here like this. This is unprecedented what we're hearing right now. And so many women appreciate you, James, you Lewis, Marv, me, just from listening and hearing what we're talking about right now. Strong black Christian men, you know, who are looking for wives and, and are passionate about Jesus Christ, man, and when you—I mean, I want to be clear though—your name specifically, James, has come up. How does that make you feel? Hey, man,
1: I am so humble, man, that you—you know—you say those words, man. I—I'm uh, just grateful, man, that that you've opened up this avenue, man, for men like myself and Marv and Lewis and Jay New and many other men and the women in the group and all around the world, man. It's—it's it's rare that you have good people that are coming together. That stand for Christ, that love Christ, and that are that are here to help each other, man. It's it's very rare to see that in the world that we live in, man. And and um, one thing that I can just you know, one thing I like to say to the people, is that um, you know, I've heard I've, I've heard many people say, what you make happen for others, you know, God will make happen for you. And so we got to always have the attitude that we're going to be a blessing because we never know who we're going to who we're going to touch, man. I I remember you, um. You've given, you know, some of your testimonies about women inboxing you about uh, about wanting to commit suicide, man, and, and they just so happen to run into maybe one of your posts or they just happen to run into one of the shows in the archives, man, and it just completely changed them, uh, changed their direction 100%. And, like, what I want to say to the people that are listening is you just have no idea the hell that, are, that people are going through. People that smile in your face every day are going through torment and so, don't ever be afraid to express your love for Jesus Christ, because you never know who's listening to your words, and you never know who 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 you'll impact with your words. Don't ever hide your salvation. Don't ever hide your love for Christ, because there's people out here that are needing a word from you. Oh man, is, you're
0: right, and I can't even I can't even tell you. James I me mean, like how many women and I don't even want to I really don't even like saying it cuz I don't like the devil even hearing that but I've literally counseled hundreds of women who have personally said I I was and even currently have suicidal thoughts like just that's just me personally hundreds of women so you know and I know for a fact that many men out here are have also had those types of thoughts and are struggling with different things so, you know, and I but and that's really what we're here for is to be that blessing so that people can be inspired because, you know, if we don't do it, you know, the world is going to get them. You know, there's so much temptation out here. You know, just on Facebook. You know, if we flood, I feel like if I flood my news feed with with counseling advertisements, with Bible verses, with links to the show, I mean, I feel like that's that's my responsibility. And I'm and I'm passionate about it because the Bible says clearly, delight who, those who delight their where their delight is in the law of the Lord. Well, that's where my happiness comes from. That's where Lewis's happiness comes from. You know what I'm saying? That's where James. Like if if your happiness comes from the world, well then you're going to receive the pleasures of the world because that's how it was. Back in the day, I had the pleasures of the world, the nice cars, the women, the, the, you know, the nice bachelor pad, the, you know, going out to the parties, sex. I mean, you know, that's what made me happy. You know, that's just what it was. But now, what makes me happy is helping women, you know, specifically. I mean, obviously men too, but specifically helping women, you know, doing this show. You know, that's what makes me happy. And so now my blessings come from straight from God. And, it, and it's actually the desires of my heart because, ironically, the blessings, or the, I should say the pleasures that I had before really weren't the desires of my heart. You guys ever had pleasures, but it really wasn't the type of pleasure that you wanted? I, that's that's how my life was back in the day. But when I started living for God, the young woman called in and said, she's seeing a shift in the show. Well, you guys have seen it. I've seen a shift in my blessings. And that's, that, that's how it goes. That's how it can go for you as well. But you've got to have that shift. So, and it's just a great thing. It's no gimmick. It's no you know trick. It's just delight. It's the word. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the, the desires of your heart. That's actually my favorite scripture, Psalms thirty-seven four. That's, I mean, it's, it's, it tells you exactly what to do to have love, to have a family, to have money, to have pleasures, to have the desires of your heart. That's it. That's it right there. Let's go back to the phone lines, Courtney. Real quick, anything to add to that?
2: Oh, wow. I just wanted just to say that just this show is just, this one specifically, it has been just a a blessing, and just listening to you guys has been so amazing, and I can just personally testify, you know, what God has done for me. And, you know, I am just so thankful to Jesus Christ for just bringing me, you know, such a long way and just, you know, giving me the opportunity to give back to others, and I'm thankful.
0: That's it. That's it. That's where let me ask you, have you seen a a difference in your blessings from the time that you were living for the world compared to now that you're living for the word?
2: Yeah. You know, the blessings when I was living in the world, it was just, you know, very very uh surfacey, very um, you know, material things. Now, and things that involve myself, but now it's like it's so much deeper. Um you know it now. My blessings is helping other people. That's like that makes me feel good. Like that's just it's so good, and God has been so amazing to me. It's just taking me to another level. Um, yeah. So yeah, I can definitely say that.
0: That's it. Shout out to Nakia. You know, a very big part of the group. I know she's listening. In. She says the Holy Spirit is all throughout this show, which is. Which is absolutely true. This isn't listen guys, anybody in the Kia knows me. You know, people who really know me and you know, what who I used to be and what I used to be about. I mean this is not you know, this is not me. I mean it is me now, but it's not you guys get what I'm saying. This is God talking right now. This is God talking through me, through Lewis, through James, you know what I mean? Like this is this is God right, this is the Holy Spirit. You know, Courtney knows about that. You know, a lot of this stuff that she says to, she even told me the other day. She said, I was asking her, so, well, you know, how's your counseling going? She said, wow, it's a blessing because she said, a lot of times I'm not even, it's not me talking. It's God talking through me. It's God giving me the things to say. I've had women actually tell me through counseling, she's like, you know, I know you're great at what you do, but you realize you're not talking right now, right? She said, this is, God is talking through you because there's no way you should know the things that you know about me. And I, I co-sign with her. Shout out to her if she's listening in. She knows who she is, you know, who told me that. But that's, you know, that's how that goes. <clears throat> Let's keep it moving, though. Let's go back to the phone lines. We'll take calls all night, 646-200-0366. I see a call from the 617 area code. Welcome to Barbershop Talk Tuesdays.
5: Hi, DeLon, it's Tamara. How are you guys doing today?
0: Hey, Tamara, good. How are you?
5: I'm good. I'm good. I just wanted to say that um, I definitely can relate to the young girl I called in earlier who was talking about friendships. I just want to say that, you know, as a woman, as a young woman, you should never have to sacrifice who you really are and what God has for you over toxic relationships or friendships. Because I remember about three years ago, I was like growing hard with one of my friends from like 15 years old up until I was like 25 years old. And she was like so dramatic and whatever. And had a lot of drama in her life. And I'm not that type of person, but it made it seem as if I was. And it was just dragging me down. And it just got to a point where I couldn't take it anymore. And I remember one day I opened up my Bible randomly to the verse that you guys are talking about tonight. And I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. It was like God was talking to me to, like, let go of that friendship with her. And I had to. I just had to let it go. So I let it go. And we haven't been friends since like two thousand, I wanna say two thousand and ten. And it was it's just crazy how God works. I just wanna tell people that like if you have this kind of friendship and you know you're not the kind of person, you need to remove yourself immediately because it's not worth it at all.
0: Excellent, excellent testimony tomorrow. What uh, let everybody know where you're calling in from.
5: I'm calling from Boston.
0: Good to uh good to definitely hear from you tonight. Great, great member of the Friends of the Day on Tolbert Show group, po- she's one of those people posting scriptures, posting inspirational messages, posting testimonies, and just being cool, participating in debates, you know, sharing stories about her son, different things like that. I mean, that's what the group is about. And and it says here, meditating on the word day and night. I was going to say earlier on is that some people wake up, you know, boom. They're 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 commenting you know at ten o'clock twelve o'clock throughout the day they're posting scriptures and Aaron is a big one of them I mean I mean I, I told you guys you guys know Aaron in the group I've never seen a, a transform a, a complete transformation in, in a woman the way I've seen in Aaron I mean total three sixty she knows that every a lot of people may not know that but I know that and she knows that. Total 360. And so, literally all day, that's what the word is talking about. Meditating on the word day and night. The moment you wake up, we're, we're listening to the show at nighttime, you realize there are people. And I'm not saying you have to be in the Friends of the Date on Tolbert Show group. I'm not saying that. But it's a great place to be in regards to that scripture. There's always something going on in there, whether it's the show, whether it's these threads, whether it's scriptures. I mean, it's just a great place to be. In in, in regards to uh, cultivating that relationship with God on a, not just a daily basis, but all throughout the day basis I want to share something to you, with you guys real quick You know, we talk a lot about just, and this is just a personal testimony This show is not supposed to be like this What you're hearing right now, this is not what I wanted initially I gotta be honest, many of you don't know that But back in the day, I wanted to be some type of superstar. I started the show because I wanted to be that guy. People say, "Well, do you want to be like Steve Harvey, Michael?" No, I didn't. I didn't want to be like any of those people. I wanted to be bigger than those people. And I'm talking about materialism. I'm talking about fame. I'm talking about fortune. I'm talking about money. You know, I'm talking about that. That's what I wanted. Okay, and, and I almost became obsessed with it. I almost really was obsessed with it to be real with you guys, the uh, the chasing of money. And I I'm trying to tell y'all something like I know what it looks like to sell your soul your soul to Satan. I didn't do it and I never would do it, but I understand it because that level of obsession it will lead you straight into a depression because what happens is you're chasing something that is, at that time, you feel is so, un- it's just unattainable. You're chasing the riches of the world, the fame of the world, which for most people is absolutely unattainable. But for me, I saw it. And there are things that you, and just like many of these celebrities who are now celebrities, but back in the day weren't celebrities, they saw it like I saw it. But they're, to 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 get over that hump... To go to that next level, there are promises that have to be made. There are things that you must allow into your heart, deep, dark things that will overtake you eventually and lead you straight to hell. And I saw all of it. But there came a point in my life, and it, it really did drive me into a state of depression for a period of time because I realized, I said, wow, I, I'm just like, you can't even relax. You can't even, you become obsessed with chasing something. But the moment, and it was a struggle for me, but you guys saw it, you know, right? You saw it as it happened. Once I became, you know, okay and content, initially content doing what I'm doing and saying, you know what, I'm going to live for Christ. And the contentment shifted to passionate. And ultimately, delighting myself in the Lord and doing this show from that same perspective, that is when I achieved, I can't even describe the, the level of peace. And I can't describe the level of happiness that I felt at that time and even more so now. I could not be happier with my life. Amazingly, I thought that money and fame and having a number one talk show and you guys can scroll through the archives. I had all types of celebrities on this show. I don't have not one desire to have not another celebrity on this show because there's no point what the this right here is what I have a desire to do. There's no celebrities there's no gossip there's no none of that this is but this is and ironically this is where the ratings are highest. You understand So I just wanted to share that with you guys. And I've shared that testimony before, but I think it's important for you guys to really hear, you know, how the devil tried to, he didn't, this wasn't supposed to happen. What you hear now, it was supposed to be something else on a different network and me somewhere where you couldn't just reach out and touch me and talk to me. That's what I wanted, and that's what the devil wanted for me. But God had other plans. Lewis, man, any thoughts on that? Man, I know you're not, like, in the entertainment industry, but just hearing that story is, is very real. Oh, yeah, I because mean, we we see, I mean, we can see in
1: uh, in Christ's life, if if Satan can take God himself, Jesus Christ, to the top of a mountain and show him what he is willing to give him if he would worship him, how much more can he do it uh, for someone like Dada? And just show him, hey, look, if you forget about, you know, talking about Christ, forget about uh going in the spiritual direction, if you just sell out like everybody else, um, you can have the most popular show in the world. And it just it just it says a lot that uh when faced with that, you know, you made the choice to go in this direction and, and let Christ uh lead you. And now you have I mean there's so many people out there that have all that stuff, uh, that are going after it. And like you said, they're just caught up in that dark place. They're never happy. They have more than anyone can ever imagine, but they're the most miserable people in the world. And Christ has just, just blessed you tremendously. And you're more content um, with the direction the show is going in than, than you'd ever be if you sold out. And, and had all the popularity, and you were a guest on Oprah and all of that stuff. So, if, if Satan can tempt God Himself, then he can definitely tempt uh, us.
0: It, it's amazing. It, it's I'll tell y'all something, man. There's so much stuff I could tell you guys. I mean, I've I have I was like right there, I've, I, and I'm not even trying to say this in a boisterous way, but like people, I've I've been offered things. All right. I I have come in contact with Oprah's people, with some of Steve, the same people who who put Steve Harvey where he is at now. You know what I mean? I don't even want to say too much about that whole thing, but it was very attainable. Please understand that. But it would just I would not be able to do what I'm doing now. In fact, it would be the exact opposite. And you guys already know what the entertainment industry is like, like as a whole. There's no place for people who are passionate about Jesus Christ in the entertainment industry. You know that, and I know that. You can't point to anyone who's passionate. I'm talking about genuinely passionate about Jesus Christ, who is living that life filled with fame, fortune, and riches. And so it's, it's just a blessing, man. I, and from a financial standpoint to a family standpoint, things I could win the lottery tomorrow, and my life would not change that much. I can promise you that. And that's a blessing. So I'm just I'm, I'm I'm taking some time with this because I really want to drive the point home that really when you delight yourself in the Lord, you will have the desires of your heart. There's nothing I could buy, you know what I mean, that would make me more happier than what I already have now. And so let that marinate for a little bit. We'll take some more calls 646-200-0366. We're talking tonight, we're examining uh, the scriptures of First, or excuse me, Psalms one verses one through three, which is uh, which is just absolutely it's just as a matter of fact. Let me just read it one more time. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. But those who delight in the uh, law of the Lord and who meditate on His law day and night, that person is like a tree. Planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Absolutely. I want to share something else with you all. I want to move on to verse 3 that focuses on planted by streams of water. But and before I do that real quick, that I just want to drive this point home and ask the question. I mean, I posted this, or I, we discussed this in detail last night. And I told the fellas I would ask you guys about it. What makes you happy? You know, what I mean, really ask yourselves that. You know, I, I shared a couple weeks ago. I was up until about maybe like two or three in the morning, you know, just listening. I discovered Sam Cooke, and his in his gospel, his old school gospel stuff. And I mean, literally, just like I was just up in my in, in the man cave, just just jamming all night long. It was amazing because like, I'm talking about this is like gospel stuff, you know, on a Saturday night. My wife was asleep. My daughter was asleep. It was just me up chilling, and uh, you know, back in the day, at two o'clock in the morning, I was plotting on on sex, plotting on women, you know, uh, grinding on, you know, booty in the club, you know. To fast forward years later, being you know just passionate and happy, you know, I had a little some some night a little late late night snack. My dog was up there with me chilling. We're just spending some time till three o'clock. I'm gonna listen to Sam Cook. Couldn't be happier. And that is what it takes to get to that level of 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 really of delighting yourself in things that are pleasing to God. And that really is the the key right there. You ever ask yourself that, James? Really, what makes you happy? You know what I've I've done that many times, man, and
1: and, and even recently um you mentioned you mentioned you know the opportunities that have come your way you mentioned you know financial opportunities and opportunities for fame you know i've 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 had to really take a serious look at my own life and figure out you know where i'm going and what is what is it that i'm really trying to attain and trying to pursue um you know man and that's a question that everybody needs to ask but uh, one thing i can say man is this. there's no there's no place on this earth that feels as good as being in the center of God's will. You know, man, there's, you know, and, and 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 when you're in the center of God's will, you'll have a peace that the Bible says is a peace that passes all understanding. And that kind of sounds, I mean, it sounds exactly what, like the peace that you had um, when you were chilling in your basement, man, when you're doing what God wants you to do and you're in the place where God wants you to be, no matter how bad you're struggling there's going to be that peace which passes all understanding, man. And that's something that I'm continuing to seek after, man, because, you know, I want that peace. And that peace, the
0: world can't give it
1: to you. That's a peace that only
0: God can give you. Right. That's it. It's it's amazing. There's, the world cannot give you the peace. You know, I've been to, you know, the fellas know, man, I've been to some of the best parties in the world. You know what I mean? I'm talking about just parties, like crazy parties where crazy things have happened I'm talking about the best parties like I said I, just a few years ago I was partying with Diddy you know and you know how he parties you know Jamie Foxx different things like that I mean part you know even on a college level just partying on a different level and so that is nothing compared to being in church where the the choir is killing it being in church where the spirit is there and they're singing your favorite song the best gospel song sounds about a million times better than your favorite secular song. I can promise you, but you you already know that, though. But it's just you know it's weird when we're in the when we're not in the will of God. Those those secular songs sound great, but when you are in the great, it's like wow I can't even believe I even listened to it or even wanted to listen to that. So you really just gotta make a mental decision that you're going to put yourself in the will of God. You're going to do things that are going to be pleasing to God, and that is where your happiness will come from. Anything outside of that is is just going to be very temporary and uh in in you know, not not genuine. Uh Lewis, man, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I
1: can definitely co-sign about the church thing. I, I remember uh, I I remember, you know, sitting there and you know, the choir was just killing it. And, you know, everybody responds to things differently. And I just remember being moved so much that I just felt tears come into my eyes. And so I, I can definitely agree with that. But as you were saying about happiness, um, I know that, you know, one of the areas that I struggled with was being single in my life. Um, and, you know, I, I wonder, okay, well, why am I still single? But then when I reached, that point, and I'm finally at that point now where i'm where I can value the intimacy that I've um had with Christ and the things that he showed me um through his word and through um you know talking to others uh who who have a relationship with him when i i finally reached that point where I look back um and said to myself, "You know something." You know, even though I'm not content, you know, with being single right now, I would not trade. If, if someone gave me an opportunity and said, okay, you could have a wife five or six, uh, seven, ten years ago, but you would have to, but your relationship with Christ would, would, would have been stunted. I mean, you wouldn't be where you are to. Now, when I reach that point where I can honestly and genuinely say, I would not trade, you know, the times that I was single, the the period that I've been single, that I wouldn't trade the intimacy that I had with Christ to have been given a wife back then and sacrifice where I'm at in Christ now. That's when I finally started to reach the point where I'm, I'm understanding what you all were saying about a happiness that's grounded in Christ. And I know that he'll do it, you know, in his time, but... There was a time that I was very restless, and now I've reached a point where I would not, if someone gave me the opportunity and I could have the perfect situation and the perfect wife, but the only thing is I'd have to sacrifice who I am in Christ today, and how and where He's brought me. And I had said to myself that I wouldn't trade it. Then I, I definitely understand it's a, it's something that you know this, 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 this spiritual contentment is something that really. Goes beyond, you know, what you can get and what you have. Yes, Christ will bless you materially, you know, what He sees fit and, and in His timing. But if you once you reach that contentment, you know, beyond that, that spiritual contentment, that's that's you know, nothing can compare to that.
0: That's very true, and it's interesting. That's like a great segue into our, you know, what I want to talk about next. <clears throat> it's it's really, you know, that that the final scripture that we're going to uh, discuss tonight which is or the the verse which is you know the, the one that says planted by streams of water you know what i mean like that's that's the key right there what are you rooted in okay what where what do you stand for okay it says that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields fruit in season okay and whose leaf does not wither and whatever they do prospers. And it's interesting that you just said what you said, Lewis, because I was just about to say that when your ways please the Lord, you prosper in season. What that means is that it's not up for us to say, okay, I want this now. It, that's why it says in season. You will prosper in season. doesn't mean you'll, you'll prosper now. doesn't mean you'll have the desires of your heart now. You'll have them but in season meaning you plant the seeds now delighting yourself in the Lord doing those things helping others is the seed and then you will reap the benefits in the season in which it's appropriate to God you know and a lot of times it's unfortunate i see a lot of christians they they love God and they delight themselves in the Lord but they haven't really grasped the concept of reaping the benefits In season They want the prayers to be answered now And a lot of times When the prayers don't get answered now That causes them to lose faith And a lot of times Turn their back to God And then they stop delighting themselves in the Lord They go back to delighting themselves in the world And then The seeds Never You know The flowers never blossom The seeds never develop into anything substantial Because they were lost you can plant a seed. But that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to pop up out the ground into a beautiful flower. You've got to nurture that thing. You've got to, you know what I mean? You got to stick with it. You got to watch it. You got to water it and make sure it has some sun. These are things that a lot of people don't do. You got to be in it for the long, the long haul. You know, what I mean? James, have you ever, could you relate to what Lewis was saying in regards to the season in which a lot of these blessings are going to come? A lot of people want them now. But, you know what I'm saying, and they lose focus. <clears throat> excellent
1: excellent uh, analogy day, Don and Lewis. Man, I completely wanted to co-sign on that. I mean, I've been guilty, man, of wanting, of wanting something before it was actually time. And, um, you know, when I think about, you know, the blessings of God, I think about, uh, some, you know, I realize that some blessings, some blessings are going to take time. And we as Christians, we have to learn how to, Use the time that God is, you know, developing us. Use that as preparation time. Use that as time to get closer to Him. Use that as time to work on some of the flaws and some of the weak errors in our life. Because, you know, there's some things that God is going to do for us and that he wants to do for us that it's not going to come easy. It's not going to come without a season of waiting. It's not going to come without a season of prayer. A season of fasting. A season of you know of, of sowing and, and, and helping and being a blessing to others. You know, and so I think the longer you wait, the longer that you know that you feel like God is, is having you wait. You know, just think of it as you know God just God is going to make that blessing even better.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. It'll be it'll be much better. It's like the cookies. You know, you put the cookies in the in the ovens. You know, they're going to be a lot better if you let them fully cook. You know, you could take them out. I mean, you might you know it's not going to be as developed. It's not going to taste as good. It's going to be all mushy and gooey. You know, but if you leave it in there, like my wife does, she likes to burn my cookies. She likes to leave them in a little bit too long. I like my cookies soft, but not. Oh, that's, I'm sorry, that's another. I know she's listening. But you you see what I'm saying? You got to follow the instructions. You know, Courtney, do you have something to say on that?
2: Oh, yeah, I was just going to say I can relate to that Um, impatience. That's something that I went through for the very, very, very longest. I wanted things to happen. On my time And if they didn't Like I would I would just Throw tantrums And you know Get upset And instead of just Really trusting God I would just go out And say Well you know I'm I'm just gonna party Or I'm gonna drink That's gonna make me feel better Instead of just being patient Now I'm finally in a place Where I am happy And content um, But it wasn't always like that
0: Right hey, right right And that that's it You, it, you know You've got to you gotta be content because we are not supposed to tempt God or question God, you know. I mean, remember they told him like, Well, yo, if you're really God, they told Jesus like, you know, turn this turn this bread in the you know, or you know, the water into wine and all this stuff and, and you know and people it, it's not you know, we're not supposed to you know, be like that. We're just supposed to sit back, chill, do what we're supposed to do and, and trust God that He will take care of everything else. So that's pretty much how that goes, but we're just talking about you know like this really this last verse which is which is really my favorite um just really what are you what are you rooted in you know uh if your faith is not strong, you will fail. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please him and and you know, I counsel women on a you know daily basis, and that's the number one issue that most women struggle with that i you know just people in general, but just speaking from personal experience through counseling. Is in regards to why they're not being blessed with love and being found by the man that God has for them is because they're praying, but they're praying without faith. You know, and the faith is 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 coming. Or the lack of faith is coming from a fear of being alone. You know, uh, guilt and shame based on past experiences and things like that that are really causing them to question God's will for their lives, and um, that's never going to have a positive result. You know what I'm saying? So just, you know, no matter what's going on, don't believe the lies of the devil. Keep your faith in God strong. You know, in fact, I I asked a question um, last night, actually, to the fellas in in the barbershop. I was just putting it out there. I said, well, how much is your faith worth? You know, I mean, what some people, you know, they'll give up their faith in a second. They'll give up their religion in a second. Somebody pisses them off, they're cussing them out, they're fighting you know, acting and carrying on in a totally unChristian-like manner. Somebody says, "Hey, look, let's go to the club." You're on your way to Bible study. All right, cool. Let's. let's what time are you picking me up? You know, just that simple, your faith goes out the window. You know, ladies, a lot of y'all say you're celibate, but I mean, are you really celibate, or is it just because there's nobody in your life that you're attracted to? Fellas, you're a man of God, but are you really a man of God? What happens when she, when the young woman, you know, you know, seduces you? Or strips down in front of you Or comes to your crib with a, with a trench coat on Back in the day like she did to me Are you really a Christian man then? Or are you going to, you know what I'm saying? Even you, Louis, even you, James I mean, sir, these are questions that we all as men Have to ask ourselves Yeah, we're up here doing this show But we're, we're a lot of times, are nothing When it comes to temptation I've fallen victim to temptation, we all have So, and this is just a, a general question for everyone No matter what it is You say you're you're sober you say you're drug-free, but what happens when somebody offers you the weed? Somebody offers you a drink? Are you really living for God, or is it just that the opportunity has not presented itself or fallen right into your lap? And we all have to ask ourselves, really, what do we stand for? What? Not even that, but more so, what are you rooted in? Or are you even rooted at all? Or are you just kind of blowing in the wind? Because that's the key. That's the de- even like you know I talk a lot about the president. People say, "What do you mean? He's not rooted." One minute he's for homo- uh, he's for Christianity. The next minute he's flip flop, and now all of a sudden he supports gay marriage. How uh, if you're rooted, then you can't flip flop. You know what I'm saying? The the weak car, the cheap car, gets totaled in the accident. Right? The 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 home that's not securely planted in the ground, the first Hurricane Sandy, Hurricane Katrina, is gone. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the first sexual temptation, you're gone. The first invitation back to the club. I mean, Courtney, if somebody calls you up tomorrow and says, let's go back down to Miami, let's go back to Vegas, let's go back to the exotic vacation, what are you rooted in? You know what I'm saying? James, somebody, you know, wants to give you some quick sex, you know how, I mean, who knows what could happen? And so these are all rhetorical questions, even me, you know. Hey, Day Tolbert, we really like the show. We want to give you $2 million tomorrow. You just signed this contract, but there's this little symbol we just want you to throw up, you know, on the promotional for it. Do a little video, just, you know, do a little thing with your hand just to, you know, oh, what's that mean? Oh, don't worry about what it means. Just Just go ahead and do it. What am I rooted in? These are all questions, these are all temptations that will come about for all of us because Satan knows where we're most weak. It's a deep stuff out here, man, I'm telling y'all Lewis man, what any thoughts on that?
1: Oh, uh, absolutely date absolutely um, I know that you know in my life, you know I've felt that test many times before, and you know that's that's how christ. Knows, I mean, he, you know, we we can say with our lips, you know, oh, I love Christ, you know, oh, you know, it's, you know, and 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 get swept up in in just an emotional feeling, but Christ allows us to experience these things because He wants, He needs to know if if we are rot or die with Him, if we really, are we really rooted in Him, or are we just paying Him lip service? I mean, there's a parable in the Bible that talks about the seeds, and it talks about some of the seeds being scattered on 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 the rocks, and it because it didn't have a whole lot of root, it grew up it grew up quickly, but as soon as that sun hit it,
0: it died out.
1: So we have to, you know, we have to ask ourselves, well, are we really rooted in Christ? And that's why it's so very important. Like you were saying about you were talking about meditating. Uh, and and enlighten yourself in him. You know, we need to make it a point. I mean, I know, you know, everybody's busy, everybody's got work, but, you know, we make time for what's important for us, and we need to just take some time out, you know, just read. You know, I try to read just one chapter. Just read one chapter, even more if you can, but just read. Try to read chapters so much. We get so much on TV. We get so much, you know, just in our environment. So it's important to just try to just put that in your heart. I mean, because like you said, you know, we all have failed, but we have to get to the point. we're really growing in Christ, we'll reach the point where we get faced with those temptations, we should be able to turn our back on them and move in a different direction.
0: That's it right there. Like you said, he's failed. I've failed. You guys have failed. The young woman who called in earlier in the show has failed. I mean, there's no It's not about. You know how many times you fail. It's about how many times you get up and get back on track. Because see, there are a lot of people who fail and who fall and and never get back up. It's like they fall back into the world and they never come back. At least this young woman said "Yo, I've cried myself to sleep. I've 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 had sex Saturday night. You know, and, and was tempted to not get up and go to church Sunday morning. I mean, that was me. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, I I wrote a poem about that. You know that very thing." You know, literally, I'm going to uh, church still hungover, room still spinning. You know, not crazy like that, but, you know, really like literally still buzzed a little bit from what I did six in the morning, Saturday night. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where it doesn't matter. the The devil will try to tell you to stay in bed. The devil will tell, and that's where the depression comes from. Just so you know, there's no worse feeling than succumbing to the temptation of the devil, you know, and believing the lie of it. Because I shouldn't say the the, succumbing to the temptation really isn't bad, or I should say it doesn't make you feel bad. It's the aftermath of succumbing to the temptation that what feels bad. The devil will tell you because you did this, you're not worthy of doing that. You're not worthy of being in church. You're a hypocrite for going to church. You might as well just sit here. And so when you get into a state of believing that lie, you know, you you tend to become miserable. You tend to become depressed. And nobody likes to be depressed alone. That's when you're in a bad mood. That's when you pick fights. So, I mean, really pray for the... I mean, we put some people on blast occasionally. You know what I mean? It, it happens. But when people, you know, respond in the manner in which they do... Those are the people who are listening in from the block numbers. These are the people who don't comment or participate in the group, but they're still listening right now secretly, which is okay, because they know that, hey, look, I don't want to live like this. I want to be one of those people who's a friend of the Data On Tolbert Show. That's where it's at. Those people are actually happy. Those people are cool. But and I But, you know, and I'm just telling you all, it's okay. If you've been kicked out the group, and you're listening now secretly. It's okay to come back. You just have to be cool. Nobody's mad. Nobody because it's the same thing. The prodigal son eventually returned. We've sinned and God has forgiven us, so it's okay. As long you know, little apology. You know, come back. Don't be a psycho. The t-shirts are coming. Look out for them. Don't, you know, we told y'all last night. That's what it. That's what it means. Don't be a psycho. You don't have to be like that. Just be cool. Don't believe the lies of the devil. You know, James, man, any thoughts?
1: Excellent comments, on Man, I uh, I really love uh, the uh, the point you made about being rooted. Man, um, I think as a Christian, self reflection is is absolutely necessary. And um, you know, as Christians, we have to always be examining where we are in our relationship with Christ, because this you know this this walk this this life that we're living is it's, it's got to be a lifestyle. It's not going to be something that we're going to perfect in one day. It's going to be a continually growing and developing and learning and making adjustments. That's what the Christian lifestyle is all about. And I think um you know God is looking for stability in his in his in his children. He wants us to be stable. He wants he wants us to be strong and committed Christians. You know, he doesn't want us to be uh here one day and then go on the next, you know? And I, I get a real, real good kick out of people that are that are always boasting about you know some of the things that they've overcome, and they some of the things that they've, you know that they that they have that they that they so easily um, can overcome, but then they point the finger at other people that are struggling. You know um, the question I ask is how are you going to deal with how are you going to deal with that one temptation, that one situation that you know you're struggling with. You know that's that's how you know when you're you know what position you are with Christ. How do you deal with that situation? How do you deal with that one person? How do you deal? with that one opportunity that you've been wanting for such a long time, but you know that's not what Christ wants, you know. So I just say, you know, God is looking for stability. He's looking for commitment. He's not looking for people that are going to be here one day and on the next.
0: Right, that's it. That's, he's looking for people who are rooted, people who are passionate, and um, and that's pretty much how it goes. I actually, we got an advice question that I wanted to ask that pertains to tonight's show. I'll read in a couple of seconds, but I just want to really, you know, while we're here, we're talking about, okay, this is what the devil wants you to do when you're in a backslidden state. But the question is, what does God want you to do? Well, the answer to that question is obviously you want to first pray and ask for forgiveness. You know, if you backslide, if you fall, well, the way that you get up is by saying, hey, look, God, I I apologize. You know I mean, a lot of times I don't know how your church works, but a lot of times you know they 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 do the altar call and you know and they will pray for people and they will encourage people to pray for um you know if you're you know repeat this prayer after me if you are accepting Jesus Christ for the first time, you want to, i mean there's nothing wrong with with you saying that prayer again. you mm-hmm. understand you guys know what I'm talking about whatever however they phrase it, however they do it. You know, don't just look at the people who are giving their lives over to Christ for the first time as like, oh, okay, yeah, they're giving. No, you can give your life. You can rededicate yourselves right then and there with them. Nobody has to know. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to go to the altar, but just do what they do. You know what I'm saying? And that will, you know, make that symbolize your recommitment to living a life of Christ. So that's the first thing is to pray, or however you choose to do it. Just make sure you have that conversation with God and apologize and ask him to re-enter your life, and he absolutely will. You know, you have to genuinely repent, and you have to be uh, sorry for what you have done, and you have to strive, key word there being strive, to not do those things again. Will you fall again? Hey, maybe. You know, maybe, maybe not. But if you do, you know, get back up and jump back on it. There's no, you know, three strikes and you're out rule with God. You know, it's all about your heart. Are you truly repentant? Are you truly sorry for sinning? Do you genuinely want to change? Now, if you're just, you know, sinning and sinning and sinning and never really, you know, truly being sorry and knowing darn well you're going to do it again, well, that's not, you know, you're not really sorry. You're not really repentant. So you have to, you know, really have it in your heart to change. And then the last thing that I would say is to, you know, you need a support system. You know, there's a men's group. You know, uh, the, the Courageous Black Men of Facebook. You've got the Each Woman Foundation, which is an acronym for uh, emotionally available with a changed heart. You know, got some great women from around the world. Courtney is really good at, you know, stimulating, uh, you know, and cultivating these discussions over in the group. So uh, add yourselves there to all women's group. Add yourselves, ladies. And it's was founded with the sole purpose of being a support group for women going through problems or issues or just wanting to you know share stories and have friendship. That's it, you know, so whatever you do, surround yourself, and then everybody can come to the Friends of the data On Tober show group to just be one big happy family. There's always you have friends in there, they're cool people, and I can tell you this <laughs> listen, this is not one of those I told y'all last night this is not one of those groups. Where everyone will just be there. No, it's specifically for cool people, Christian people, people who are not about the crazy debates, not about the pettiness, not about anything other than be, you know being friendly and, and you know showing yourself to be friendly and 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 you know being a blessing to others. If you're cool with that, you can be there, and I welcome you there. I want you to be there. If not, you're going to be gone. So I guess what I'm saying is, anyone who's on the fence, if there's nowhere else. You can go and feel comfortable. That's a that's a place where you can go. It's a fun place to be. It's a spiritual place to be. It's an inspirational place to be. So that's what you want to do. If if you feel as though you don't have any friends in your city, that's okay. They're friends from all and they from all over the world, and it, you know. And that's why it's called the Friends of Date on Tober Show Group. You know, this is this is you know, Louis. Have you found, you found some friends in there, man? You know, just from a, oh, a male. Absolutely, absolutely, because you know,
1: even even in my Facebook friends, you know, it's it's nothing like the friends that they don't told the sugar. There may be you know a handful of people, but you know, just uh, it's I, I've I've met many people that I would consider good support system, people that I trust, be able to uh, you know inbox if I was struggling with something. Um, it's definitely, you know, if you're not a part of the group, you know, this is, like he was saying before, this is, it's interesting that, uh, you know, in the world, you know, we got Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, you got groups for anger, but people need to understand it, you know, you need a support system, uh, in your walk with Christ, um, and you can definitely find it in the Friends of the Day on Tobit group, I mean, it's a place where you can just, just, Share. I mean, just just just, just share. If you if you're struggling with something, hey, you can share it because people will be there to support you and lead you in the right direction. So, definitely, I can definitely co-sign on that. Definitely.
0: Anything you'd add to that, James? Ah, uh, you
1: know what, man? You guys have made some great comments, man. I don't, I don't think there's anything else I can add, man.
0: That's it. That's it, guys. We're gonna get ready to wrap it up in a few minutes. Um, I, I knew this wouldn't be like a, a terribly long show, but I, you know, it's it's for me it was the perfect show because uh, we we talked about everything I wanted to talk about. You know, some people have obviously expressed being blessed by tonight's show, so thank you all for listening. There was a question though that I wanted to just tackle before we get out of here. Um, this was actually posted some time ago in the group, and it's it's interesting how you know I get a lot of questions, a lot of different topics and. I knew there would come a time, an appropriate time, a perfect time to answer this question and talk about it. And tonight's that night. Somebody uh, asked if you held, I think this was Marv actually, if you held a high position in corporate America and was asked by your superiors to make a public statement endorsing homosexuality or any other thing that God might not be pleased with on behalf of the company, would you do it? And I just want to let the fellas hear. I think it's important for the for the ladies and for the men out there just to hear how Christian strong Christian men would respond to this situation. Louis, start it off. Uh, no,
1: I wouldn't. You know, because my success, Christ would will bless me with what, what He wants me to have. If I have to sell Him up the river um, and water down my. Conviction toward him to get a position I, I definitely
0: wouldn't take it um, I'd, I'd have I'd have to pass On that definitely pass on that Right right and that's You know the thing about it is No one said This walk would be easy Because I mean this is I mean we're going to give it we're giving like kind of Simple answers to it but I mean It's you know it's a complicated Situation I mean you when you're in it Thank God I never had to be In it but who knows some people have, I mean, you're making, let's just say, a hundred thousand a year, eighty thousand, or fifty, or whatever it is. That's your main source of income, your only source of income. That's your livelihood, and they, you know, really make it so that you have to take a public stand, especially maybe if you work for the government or, you know, different things like that. I mean, really, would you be okay with going on unemployment or not getting unemployment at all because you'd be forced to quit? You know, although I probably you gotta fire me, so I get that. You know what I mean? But say either way, you'd be forced to make that decision. James, how would you handle that? You know what they now, man? I think for a lot of people, it will be it will be very tough decision because so many people
1: are tied to their money. They're you know they're they're happy with the little paycheck they're getting, and maybe it's a big paycheck, but a lot of people are just you know they're tied to their money. But I think me personally, man, like I said, I've, I've I've had a chance to make some good money.
0: And at the end of the day,
1: man, it's not—it's not worth my uh, my values or my stance for Jesus Christ. I just don't think that I could—I could, you know, directly disobey God for you know for a
0: paycheck, man. I just don't think it's worth it. <laughs> man, it's—it's it's not worth it. It's not worth uh, a paycheck. Uh, it's not worth you know the best sex, friendship. Um, anything, you know, disrespecting God, a promotion at the job, have, you know, being viewed in a favorable manner by somebody at the job, none of that stuff is worth it. You know, Facebook friends, Facebook approval. I mean, I know people have sold out just for a couple of likes or on Facebook or followers on Twitter. I mean, it's amazing. I don't need any of that. I don't even care how many followers I have on Twitter or Facebook. I mean, it's great if you guys want to follow me, but you see, it doesn't define me. One person could be listening to this show or 100,000 could be listening to this show. It really makes me no no difference. The only person that matters to me is God is listening to this show right now and we will all be blessed for participating. Everyone here uh you know on the panel as well as you guys listening to it. Because there are other things you could be doing right now. There are other things you could be doing Tomorrow when some of you are listening to this show on the archives Or whenever you end up listening to it You know, there are always other things that you could be spending two or three hours on And so the fact that you're taking that, you know, that time and saying Wow, I want to take a stand for Christ I want to do something productive I'm going to stand up to my boss I'm going to keep my legs closed I'm going to tell that guy I'm not having sex You know, fellas, if you say I'm not going to smash that off Even though she looks like Megan Good and is trying to throw it at me I'm still going to tell her, no, sweetheart I'm okay, I'm a man of God. That's not easy to do, you know. It's not easy. The fellas already know that, you know. I'm just being real with you. Lewis, man, because I feel like God just told me that there's some people listening out there, specifically men who are struggling with sexual temptation. You know, James, real quick, any advice that you would give to the men? Because at the end of the day, this is barbershop talk. Anything that you'd tell the men as far as how to deal with sexual temptation, just trying to be a strong man of Christ?
1: You know what, man, the first thing I can tell you, I can tell you, man, is to just lean and depend on Christ, man, because, you know, I'll be honest with you, man, I've been celebrating for a while, man, and this has probably been the single greatest battle that I have ever faced in my life, um, turning down, you know, turning down women that I'm obviously attracted to, you know, because, I, because I'm because i in hopes of, you know, waiting for the blessing that God has for me. And so for the young for the men out there, young and old, I'm just telling you guys, man, find you a strong support system, um, get in God's word, find out what God says about every issue that you're dealing with, and, man, stay in prayer, man, because, like I said, it's not going to be easy. You're going to be tempted on a daily basis. If you fall, don't stop, don't turn back, keep going, keep doing what you got to do. Don't give up, man, because if you'll just continue to hold out, God has a blessing for you that's going to be better than every relationship, every
0: Woman that you have sex with. That's it. That's it right there. You know, <laughs> Lewis, man, anything that, you know, because, you know, we all know you bring something very unique to the table, man. Anything that you would say about how to resist sexual temptation as someone who's been doing it for, you know, forever? Oh, the thing I could say is, you
1: know, I can and, you know, agree with James. You know, you definitely, it, to, it, it, to, Resist temptation. It definitely starts um, with a relationship with Christ, um, and you definitely gotta you gotta walk away from it, you know. So if, if a woman is you're just definitely like they don't say throwing it at you, making it making it available to you, you know, you have to turn away, you have to walk away from it, you know. You 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 may even have to vocalize, and, hey, no, I'm, this is this is not what I'm where I'm coming from, because you know in my I can just in my personal life. Uh, one of one of the big, and I'm not saying that a woman, you know, won't test you and won't test you to see if, if that's really where you're coming from. But one of the biggest ways, to, you know, that to turn, that I turned women away is just telling them where I stand. You know, telling them that sex is off the table. And a lot of women that who who really are looking for that, they lose in interest when they find out that uh, that's not the direction you're going in. But it starts with a relationship with Christ and. You know, I like to call it being. You know, I mean, you know, whether you're a virgin or not, I like to call it being a born again virgin, which is different than you know, just you know, not having sex. Born again virgin means you made a decision. The way you think and the way you live your life, you you you're a virgin, but you're not a virgin. You may not be a virgin, you know, as far as whether you had sex, but born again means a renewal of the mind. Um, but it begins with a relationship with Christ, and you know, just flee, get away. I mean, if you see where the situation is going, you might need to shut it down. You need to take her back home, you know, just get away from it. Because once you're in the thermos and you're right there, it's going to be harder and harder to, to break away and, and, and not have sex with her. So you just got to try to stay as far away from it as possible, definitely.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just, and if I could just, I mean, there's really nothing else to add to that. I mean, these guys have, you know, pretty much said everything that needs to be said. But if I could just piggyback on top of it, I mean, you know it's never worth it because at the end of the day all men i'm just talking to the fellas right now specifically you know you you know you want a wife you don't want a hoe you don't want to jump off a friend with benefits a booty call that's not what you want you've had that i've had that but it's not anything compared to what you want and the way you know and specifically fellas you know it's finding a great woman in today's society is like finding a needle in a haystack so if you're going to find that needle, that's going to be a blessing. You don't just stumble upon a great woman, fellas. You're blessed with a great woman. You're blessed. I was just talking with my homies. He And he told me, we were actually debating, he said 99% of women have done something hoish in their past or are living a hoish life. Now, I wouldn't say it's that high, but it's darn, it's pretty up there. So I'm saying that if you're going to find that woman it's going to be. It's going to take a move of God, an act of God, a you know a blessing. Well, how do you get a blessing? You don't get a blessing from living in a, a backslidden state, from living in a, a you know a state of smashing off random women. You don't. That's not how you get blessings. So if you want what you always have had, you you have to do the things that you've never done. If you've all if you've just smashed off everything throughout your life, there's got to come a point where. You say, you know what, I'm not going to do that. Because really that's when my life started to improve. You know, when I stopped having sex, when I stopped being in the club, when I stopped, you know, that's when my, my wife, you know, mysteriously appeared. You know what I mean? It's when I made a decision that I'm going to leave that lifestyle alone. So, I mean, that, I'm just telling you from a, a first hand perspective, that's how it works. You have to want it. You know, you don't find a wife by being in the club. I thought you did for a long time. I thought that's how, but you don't. You don't find a wife by smashing off random women. And and ladies and fellas, you don't have to experience someone sexually to to have love. You know what I'm saying? To to figure out if you're sexually compatible. That's a myth. It's the word doesn't say anything about that. In fact, it says the opposite. You can't take, you know, your own thoughts and your own feelings and what you think might bring about love and then expect it to work out when the Bible says nothing about that. You know, what I mean. So these are things. Just listen to this advice. Take the advice, and you'll have everything you want, man. We're out of here. We're gonna wrap it up, man. Lewis, what words of wisdom do you have for the people listening tonight?
1: Uh, I hope that uh, something was said that you know that
0: penetrated someone's heart today. And just
1: remember, you know, in order for everything we shared with you today to to really even apply to you. If you haven't accepted Christ into your life, that's the first thing you need to do. You know, you, you've heard them talk about, they don't talk about, you know, how we, you know, we all fall short. I fall short. You know, we all fall short. But that's the purpose of the cross. I mean, that's why Christ died for us. Uh, he, he, that was supposed to be us on that cross. Um, that's supposed to be us walking through that courtyard, and getting spit on and laughed at and cursed at. And up that hill and laying on our back and having those nails driven through our hands and, and driven through our feet—that was supposed to be us. And he died for us before we were even born. I mean, before Lewis was born, on you know, we, before we were born, he knew that you know we would sin and we would be born into sin. So the first step is accepting the cross. And like Dagon said, you know, you—if you're really trying to live for Christ, you're not—you're not just out there just doing whatever and, and you don't feel guilty about it, but if you're really trying to listen to him, then you'll feel guilty. You'll feel that guilt, and you need to uh, repent. And I, I just say thank you to Daydon for some of the things that, you know, the personal things that he shared because, you know, it's funny, you know, we he called this show together, you know, for us to bless you all out there, and, and here it is, you know, I got blessed. You know, I heard some things that, you know, that that really, you know, touched me and, you know, some things I needed to hear and it just just I was blessed. So um, you know, I enjoyed the show and like I said, just if you haven't accepted Christ, that's the first step.
0: That's it right there. That's the first step. So I, I thank everybody for listening, man. James, what anything you want to leave the people with? Hey Don man, I really appreciate you for
1: what you're doing with the show, man. Uh Lewis, it was great having you all man. I uh just wanna leave um everyone with one scripture. Um, Numbers 2319 says uh, God is not a man That he should lie Nor a human being That he should change his mind Does he speak and not act Does he promise And not fulfill So I just want to tell the listeners out there That if there's anybody that you can trust in It's definitely Jesus Christ Because he'll never leave you And he'll never forsake you Right,
0: absolutely I mean, James, I appreciate you, man That's, uh, I mean, you're you're on point with these scriptures Absolutely on point with these scriptures, man So um, everyone out there, I thank you for listening Never feel like you have to, um, you know, conform to society um, and last but not least, if you if you feel like something was said, like Lewis said, has pierced your heart, you know, reach out to me, Daton at trctoday.com. dot com, um, call eight five five fifty five if you want help, if you want to change your life, and but and also if you if if not that, you know nothing else. There are you know if you're feeling that loneliness tonight, you feel like there's no one that you can call up, you know there's always you can always log in, post something, and you know just say hi. I promise you, you'll be greeted with dozens of people just giving thumbs up and saying hey and you know who are you where you been and you know how, you know just being friendly and you know and so that's really all it takes it's a friendly group and um I invite everybody to um you know partake in it so I want to close out tonight's show I want to play a little song that has been instrumental in my life over the years one of my favorite gospel songs of all time uh Kirk Franklin a lot of times you know we we go through things that have us down uh that weigh us down But obviously, uh, God will never put more on you than uh, you can bear. So listen to the words of this, and uh, hopefully you guys have been blessed, and I'll talk to you all tomorrow night.